Before there was a physician assistant, there was a child health associate. The CHA-PA program at the University of Colorado, Denver. Recognized for its innovative PA curriculum with an emphasis on primary care pediatric medicine. You're listening to ReachMD XM160, the channel for medical professionals. Welcome to the Clinician's Roundtable. I'm Lisa DeAndre Linnell, your host, and with me today is Anita Glicken, Director of the Child Health Associate Physician Assistant Program at the University of Colorado, Denver. Hi, Anita. Welcome to ReachMD. Hi, Lisa. Thanks for inviting me to be here. Anita, tell us the history of the Child Health Associate and the program that bears its name. Well, our program, like a few others in the country, was created in a response to an anticipated shortage of healthcare providers. And in particular, Henry Silver at the University of Colorado developed a program emphasizing child health and family health. And the program was created to respond to that need and has been in existence now for about 40 years. And what's the difference between a child health associate and a physician assistant? Primarily, Lisa, the difference is that our students have additional training in primary care and pediatrics, so that while all of our graduates are trained to practice primary care across the lifespan, in addition to a routine physician assistant curriculum, our students get an additional emphasis in our training program on pediatric care. So the reason they carry the designation Child Health Associate is because that actually was the original name of the program, again, before the physician assistant profession had recognition and branding with that label. And our program, like others, the Medics One in Seattle and the original program at Duke, were producing allied health professionals that would really be trained and prepared to work under the supervision of a physician but provide direct primary care to families and children. And what is the rationale for creating a special physician assistant program with an emphasis on primary care pediatric medicine? Well, I think in our case in Colorado, Dr. Silver, who actually envisioned the idea that we might want to create other healthcare professionals to provide care, was a pediatrician. Dr. Silver was well known as an endocrinologist, a pediatric endocrinologist. He worked with Dr. C. Henry Kemp on the concept of child abuse and coining that term in medicine. So his focus originally was really on children and the healthcare needs of children, which were again projected to be unmet in this country and continue to be unmet in the country. And so Dr. Silver's concept was that he could create new pediatric healthcare professionals who could support and complement the skills and training of their pediatrician colleagues. And he did actually go ahead and create first the clinical nurse practitioner program at our university before he went on to create the PA program. Are there other programs like yours? In the physician assistant world, there actually are not. I believe there may be one postgraduate residency program in pediatrics, but there is no other entry-level program that trains not only PAs in general primary care, but with the added expertise in pediatrics. Anita, what is the curriculum for the students in your program? Well, we have a traditional PA curriculum that you would find in most programs, which has a strong basic science element to it in the first and second year, and that includes elements like physical anatomy, immunology, microbiology. We have a course called Integrated Science Basic to Medicine that includes much of our biochemistry and our clinical biochemistry. We have pathology. Then we also have a series of courses related to clinical skills development. We have physical diagnosis. We have interviewing. We have problem-based learning in ambulatory medicine, which uses a problem-based approach to learning skills and clinical problem-solving, diagnosis, evaluation, and treatment planning. 
We have a two-year psychosocial curriculum that spans everything from emotional developmental problems in children to major psychiatric conditions that are seen most often in adulthood. We have an ethics curriculum. So it's a fairly extensive curriculum along with our students completing over 2,300 hours of clinical practicum. And what are the admission requirements? Our admission requirements include several prerequisites. Our students are admitted only if they have a bachelor's degree. They have to have completed the GRE exam within five years of application. We have a chemistry requirement, an upper division chemistry requirement. We have biology requirements, genetics, psychology, statistics. And in addition to that, we look for a competitive GPA. Our overall GPA for our current incoming class was 3.68, and our science GPA was 3.63. We require a GPA of 2.8 to apply to the program. And how is your program different than a general physician assistant program? Well, I think because we are 36 months in length, what our graduates come away with is the additional expertise in pediatrics. By the time they graduate, our students have over 2,300 hours of clinical training. And so they not only get additional didactic training in the area of pediatric and child health, but they get additional clinical training as well. And that's one unique piece that they bring to their practice settings. In addition, we have a two-year psychosocial behavioral medicine curriculum. So our students are trained in all of the developmental, behavioral, emotional, mental health issues that relate to patients and families. So they have extensive training in anticipatory guidance for families, child development, common parenting concerns, toilet training, food refusal, temper tantrums, night terrors, as well as all the common psychiatric conditions that one comes across in primary care practice, your depression, anxiety, eating disorders, etc. How are your students graduating from your program better able to care for the needs of children? We believe that in part because of the length of our curriculum and the depth and breadth of our curriculum, that they add a unique piece to whatever practice setting they end up working in. We know that, for example, primary care, child health, and pediatrics is an area that in residency programs, for example, in medicine, the primary focus of their training is often on specialty care. So our students bring that added expertise in general primary care for pediatric patients. They have the same general training as is provided in other physician assistant programs, but I think the pieces that are unique to us are really the piece they add related to the pediatric component, as well as this psychosocial, behavioral, emotional component. If you're just joining us, you're listening to the Clinician's Roundtable. I'm Lisa DeAndre Linnell, and I'm speaking with Anita Glicken, Director of the Child Health Associate Physician Assistant Program at the University of Colorado Denver. We're discussing the innovative PA curriculum with an emphasis on primary care pediatric medicine. Anita, what are the statistics in terms of placement of your students? Do most of them end up in primary care medicine? Actually, most of them do end up in primary care. About 34% of our students end up in general pediatrics with about the same amount going into family medicine. And we do end up then with some students going into pediatric subspecialties or other subspecialties of medical practice, including surgical subspecialties or emergency room emerging care, general surgery. With the focus on pediatrics, do many of the graduates move on into neonatology? Some do. They all have training in the nursery here at the University of Colorado. So some of them in the pediatric specialty care move into general neonatology. Some move into level three tertiary care. And what degree do the students graduate with? Our students currently get a Master's of Physician Assistant Studies, dash pediatrics. 
And do you have a master's program available to PAs who graduate from other programs who want to specialize in pediatrics? We do not. We don't currently offer any type of postgraduate training. So tell us about the rural track that you offer. Well, we have had a rural track in our program since 1992, and that was, again, created from a perceived need to create additional providers for the rural communities across our state and nationally. And we recruit heavily from the rural areas and communities of Colorado, students who are likely to return and are committed and motivated to go back to those communities to provide health care. Our curriculum spans the three years. In the first two years of our curriculum, the students participate in most of the same activities as our regular track students. However, on our campus, we do have rural track curriculums now across some of the health professions, and our students participate interprofessionally with those students in learning about working in rural communities and collaborating across the professions for rural medicine and rural care. In our third year, our rural track students, actually, their program does look a little bit different than our regular track, and in that year, they spend four months in a rural community, and their concentration of requirements for that year fall a little more heavily on the adult medicine side of the curriculum, and they get additional experiences in women's health that our other students have, but not to the extent that our rural students do. With so many PAs moving into specialty medicine, how do you keep PAs interested and committed to primary care medicine or rural medicine after they graduate? That's a hard question that I think is facing all of the health professions. We attempt to address that a little bit in our screening process for admission. I think the most difficult challenge for all of us as educators is to provide students with clinical training experiences that keep them excited and interested and motivated for primary care practice. There's a challenge now with clinical rotations and clinical placements. Many of the rotations that are easy to find are in specialty practices, so we have to work additionally hard to identify and locate quality clinical rotations in primary care so that they continue to really retain that commitment and that enthusiasm they came with when they came to medicine to begin with. We can't compete, as we know, with the salary dollars that are being offered in specialty practice right now. So we're really looking for those students that are committed to underserved in rural medicine. So let's talk about the problems getting clinical rotations. Is that just a problem in primary care, or have you seen that in all of your rotations? I think there's general consensus in the profession right now that we are about to or may already have hit a crisis point in identifying quality clinical locations for not only our students but across the health professions. As there are increasing demands put on practices, as our economy has strained our healthcare system, I think what we find is that committed clinicians who want to give back and who want to train the next generation of providers have competing demands on their time. And so what we're noticing, again, with an increase in the number of medical school grads that are being put into the communities, there is increasing competition for clinical training sites in general. Again, it's not unique to Colorado or the PA profession. I think it is definitely a crisis for our country. What role do you see your graduates playing in the future? I think that we have always seen our graduates as change agents. They brought evidence-based medicine to our community almost 15 years ago now. And I think the move in our healthcare communities towards a more interprofessional, team-based, collaborative model of care is one where our graduates will take a leadership role. 
we feel very strongly about the training at the University of Colorado Denver that it have an interdisciplinary and a professional focus. We're working hard to build that model of education in our educational community here, and hopefully our students will be very active participants in creating new models of service delivery and care for patients where physician assistants are not only active members of the healthcare team, but help lead that team. Anita, where can people get more information? Our program is available online at the University of Colorado at Denver Health Sciences Center. You'll find us at www.uchsc.edu slash CHAPA, C-H-A-P-A. And you can also reach us by phone at 303-724-7963. I would like to thank my guest, Anita Glicken, for coming on the show. I'm Lisa DeAndre Linnell, and you've been listening to the Clinician's Roundtable on ReachMD XM160, the channel for medical professionals. Please visit our website at ReachMD.com, which features our entire library through on-demand podcasts. And thanks for listening. 